Last night uh, we discussed a chuva from Rav Moshe Feinstein about um, about a shul in St. Louis that wanted to expand their uh, facilities for the for Shanayim Kippur. They needed a larger facility, so they they were looking into um, they were looking into renting a facility which uh, was described as a place of uh, immorality and a place of toeva. So was that mutter for them to uh, to to rent that facility? And Rav Moshe Feinstein Paskin that it was forbidden. He agreed with the pesach of Rabbi Eichenstein in St. Louis. Tonight's chuva, uh, I think, is the earliest one that I've seen in his uh, Negros Moshe so far, and this is from 1923, in, uh, which is back when he was still living in, in Russia. And Parshas told us in 1923, uh, on that Shabbos, he was posed the question by a family that had recently celebrated a chasana. They wanted to know, would it be mutter for them to hold a minion in their own home? Uh, would they be allowed to do that for the, uh, for the chasana's family, the college family? Could they come together in their own home to have their own minion in the basis for the question, why is it a question? Because you're not really supposed to transport a Sefer Torah unless there is a, a really good cause for the sake of, for the, sake of the community or, or various other extenuating circumstances. So would it be mutter for them to transport the Torah from the shul into their own private homes so that they could celebrate their Shabbos Shabbat as a family? So the first source that he brings is that there's this widespread custom on Simchas Torah, as we all know, the custom is to take Sifrei Torah out of the shul and to set up in the various side rooms to set up opportunities for people to get aliyahs. And the reason that we do that is that if we would all be in one minion and have to sit there and, and get aliyahs and wait for everybody to come, we'd probably still be there right now. Um, and that's, that's a tircha de tzibura, right? It's a uh, imposition, it's a burden on the community to have to sit there and wait for everybody to get aliyahs. So therefore, because of tircha de tzibura, it seems that would be a justification for taking a Sefer Torah out of a shul, and moving it into a side room for davening. So, so similarly, when it comes to a family simcha, uh, in this case, it's for, for sure, the chassan side, all of his relatives, and the kala side, all of their relatives, they're all expecting aliyahs. <coughs> and for them to do it in a shul, to do it in a shul will result in people um, sitting, uh, waiting a lot longer than they normally would in davening. And therefore, um, that would fall into the same category as simcha's Torah, and therefore you would be allowed to take the Sefer Torah out of the shul, so that the Chassans and the Kala's relatives can all get their aliyahs without causing davening to, to go much longer. Now he does say the truth is that in most, in, in most family simchas in, in his town, and, and obviously in, today, the custom is for the families to come into the shul, that's the minhag, to come to shul, and even though there are extra aliyahs, even though we're adding extra aliyahs, uh, that's fine, and there's no problem with that. And, and the reason he suspects, he, he, he says perhaps the reason is, is, is that when these family members get aliyahs, they're also making donations to the shul. So it seems that the shul members are willing to be mochel on the fact that davening is longer in exchange for the fact that the shul made more money from, their, from the aliyah donations. He says, however, in this particular case, I don't, I don't know how he wrote this exactly, he said, in this particular case, when we know that both the chassan side and the kala side are unfortunately impoverished and they don't have any money, so he says that that, that, um, that, wouldn't, that, that, that means that the community might not be so comfortable with davening going much longer if they're not really going to be getting any sizable donations from, from the family. And he says, even, even if the family was wealthy, I'm not so sure that, that people are comfortable having davening go longer simply, uh, just simply, to, uh, to, simply to, get, to get these donations. But he said, this is the minog, and, and that's what people do. And he says, uh, an additional factor here is the fact that, the, uh, that a chassan, we consider him like similar to a melech, similar to a king. And the halacha is that even though typically you can't transport Sefer Torah for your own purposes, for an adam chashav, 
debate how you de- how you de- how you define an adam chashav, an important person, but certainly a king would fall into that category for his own needs and for his purposes. You would be able to transport it. So, in addition to everything that he said up until now, he says that the chasen is considered an adam chashav, and that would be an additional reason to justify it. This uh, general question also applies, obviously, to a shiva house. Um, there, there, there were various customs and various uh, approaches to it. Because the minog nowadays is that certainly if it's transported in a uh, aron kodesh that's made for it, um, it's, it's that's uh, the the, the minog is to do it. But other scenarios where this this might come up are, are if families go to hotels, that kind of thing, to have the sensitivity to the the basic halacha is that you shouldn't really move the territory for your own purposes. There are uh, mitigating factors here um, depending on the on the situation, and you have to look into it each time. I'm <laughs> <laughs>